It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL with Ryan Horvath and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Welcome, everybody, to another beautiful weekend of Major League Baseball, and that's why you got us here. You got BetMGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. I'm Cody Decker with the one and only Ryan Horvat, and we're here to talk to you about all the lines, all the games, all the matchups you need to know about this weekend. Ryan, how you doing, brother? I'm doing great, Cody. I've actually been... uh quarantining all week i'm actually heading back into the studio tonight so i'm just jacked to get out of my house man i haven't worked out in three days well i was on the peloton but i haven't picked up a weight i haven't left the house i've been eating nothing but soup uh but i'm good to go man no cold no covid nothing like that so healthy ready to watch some baseball this weekend we got some good matchups some good pitching matchups and uh I get the Cubs going against my favorite player, Chris Bryant. They did pick up the victory last night as we're taping this on Friday morning. So excited for the weekend, man. Not only that, we also got an Apple game taking place on Friday. Last week's first ever Apple broadcast. I think you and I both agreed we loved the look of it. We do think that the announcing broadcast could maybe uh, improve a tick. Yeah, I think so, man. I, I mean this with all due respect. I don't know who any of those people are, but I wish that I knew about this opportunity because I've always wanted to do play-by-play. That's what I did, actually. That was my first gig, but I was doing small market, did some minor leagues. I was in Iowa and kind of gave up on that dream, seeing as I didn't go to Syracuse or Fordham, and I'm not Bob Costas. But man, I would love to call games. I would love to get an opportunity. Not that I don't love this company, if I could do do both, the podcast and call some games. But I mean, it's a cool idea. Here's my question, though, right? We're trying to introduce the game, obviously, to, to younger people, I guess. But like, here's the issue. So my grandfather... He calls me last week. He can't figure this stuff out because he doesn't have Apple TV Plus. So that's what I worry about. Grandma, grandpa, my uncles, my dad. Like, is anybody going to figure out how to use the technology, the Apple TV Plus? You know, I'm still teaching my parents how to use Apple TV, but it's really not. It's it's almost idiot proof. I mean, it's the easiest thing you could possibly do. Not to mention the broadcast 4K and Mm -hmm. not to mention the the actual layout of the baseball game as far as digital graphics go. I mean, I really think Apple did an incredible job with this. The only the only downside, and again, I don't want to badmouth anybody that's announcing the games because they didn't do a bad job. It was just no. different, and it didn't. I yeah. didn't think it worked. I was a big. I am actually a fan of each one of these people individually. Just putting them together, I thought uh, need a few kinks to work out. But I'm looking forward to the game tonight, and we got a full full slate of games going on on Friday evening. Let's start with the National League, Ryan. Uh, the Mets. They're taking yes. on the Diamondbacks. In Arizona, they got Chris Bassett on the mound. He looked phenomenal in his Mets debut. Uh, He's currently sitting with a zero ERA, and he's going to take on Zach Davies over there, who's currently sitting with a 3-6, had a good first outing himself. What do you got on this game? I mean, Bassett on the road, obviously the Mets are heavily favored, minus 225, so there's clearly no actual value on the money line. 
Right. No value with the money line. And you know I'm not a big run line guy because it's hard enough to win baseball games, let alone win baseball games by two runs as a sports better. But you know what I'm going to do here is I'm going to do just that. And I'm going to go with the run line because for me, it's always fade Zach Davies. All due respect to Zach Davies. Covered him when he was in Milwaukee, but he was terrible. He was one of the worst pitchers in, in Major League Baseball last year for the Cubs. He was 6-12. and 12. He allowed 162 hits and 148 innings, man. And the hard hit rate against him is just crazy. Now, also offensively, the Diamondbacks, 25th in on-base percentage, 29th, I believe, in runs scored. I know it's early in the season, but I don't have very high expectations for Arizona. And Bassett was excellent in his opening start. So I am going to fade Zach Davies here. I'm going to go with the Mets on the run line and Bassett. Again, like you said, outstanding in his first start. Went six innings, gave up just three hits, and struck out eight. Going to stay away from the strikeout prop, but I do like the Mets on the run line today to win this game by at least two runs against the Diamondbacks. I agree with you. I'm I'm actually, I agree with you and disagree with you. I disagree with you on the fact that I actually love the run line. I think the run line is a, yeah. a probably probably the line I play more than just about anything else, mainly because you can get incredible value with it, but I also have to pick and choose those games very carefully. Chris Bassett on the mound against an anemic Diamondbacks offense. Yeah, inject that directly into my veins, please. I will definitely be taking that. How about a game that two teams that I think everybody's pretty much fading? We got Washington Nationals, Pittsburgh Pirates, currently as we sit, um, you got Fed on the mound facing Keller. Keller had a rough first outing. He's currently sitting with a 9 ERA, 0-1, Fed 3-6 right now. The Nationals on the money line are uh, currently favored. Well, they're not favored, actually. This is a pretty evenly matched thing. Both have set at minus 110 on the money line. I think that's nuts, even though the Pirates went off yesterday and, you know, Vogelbach went four, uh, four for six with uh, a homer. I'm not seeing that happening twice. I'm definitely fading the Pirates today. I'm taking the Nationals at minus 110 on the money line. Same here, man. This is going to be probably the only time this season where you're going to hear me say this, but I'm going with Washington as well, and it's going to be fade Mitch <laughs> Keller all season long. Like you said, like ridiculous. I mean, he went four innings against the Cardinals, gave up six hits, four runs. They lost that game 6-2. I'm not going to overreact to one start. Look what he did last year, though. 5-11 and and 23 starts, had an ERA over six. Mm -hmm. He gave up 133 hits in just 100 innings. Um, in Washington, like surprisingly, they got off to a decent start. They're hitting just 221 as a team, but somehow they're in these games. Like you said, Eric Fetty's going today. He was 7-9 and nine last season. I'm going to take a shot today with Washington, although I'll say this about the Pirates. Their bats, for some reason, have come out smoking. They're hitting 282 as a team. They're second in the majors. It's early on in the year, but give me Washington. I think regression is, is coming for Pittsburgh, man. Yeah, I think so, too. I think they got a, a little bit of better start. And by the way, they didn't get an amazing start. Yeah, they're swinging the bat okay, but I think a lot of that has to do with just yesterday's game because they went off a little bit yesterday. <laughs> you got the Phillies going down to Miami. Now, a lot of people were fading Miami at the beginning of the season, and once the season started, I think people were starting to realize, hey, this is actually a pretty good ball club. So I think a couple of weeks ago, if you saw this line, you would have jumped all over the Phillies. Um Right now, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion because right now the Marlins, believe it or not, are favored at home against the Phillies, minus 110. However, you got Zach Deflin on the mound. I, I mean, how often are you going to get the Phillies at plus 100? I'm going to have to jump all over the Phillies as plus 100 underdogs. I am as well. I was on the fish. I was on the Marlins yesterday, and that ended up working out. I think they won that game 4-1, to one, but Pablo Lopez is on the mound, second outing this season. He was really good last Saturday against the Giants, and that was against the Giants. He gave up just one run on three hits, walked one, and struck out six in just five innings of work. 
Uh, coming off a breakout season last year where he was 5-5 five and five with an ERA just over 3, 115 strikeouts. So I was looking at him uh, when we did our season debut, the preview, maybe as a dark horse Cy Young candidate. Mm-hmm. I like the Marlins today, but um, I mean, I like the Marlins, this team a lot, but I'm going to go with the Phillies. Like you said, we're probably not going to get a whole lot of plus money opportunities, and I think Eflin will have a nice start today. I think the bats are going to come around today. Yesterday, kind of a rough day at the plate for some of those guys. I like Schwarber to homer today. I'm not going to play it after what he did to me on the last episode. But give me the Phillies as well as dogs today against the Marlins. We are one week into the season, and I think I'm already retiring prop bets for home runs. Already. Yeah. I, I just, it's such a crapshoot. And I definitely, earlier this week, decided to take Vlad Guerrero after his three homer performance. And of course, he shows up and goes 0 for 4 with three Ks. Of course, that's what happens. That's yep. what baseball is. You gotta love it, man. Well, here's a game that I know for a fact. Knowing Ryan Horvath the way I do, he is beyond jacked about this game he cannot wait to see his cardinals take on his brewers cardinals currently uh plus 125 underdogs which makes all the sense in the world they got miles michaelis on the mound listen i like miles michaelis the guy hasn't been healthy since he's joined uh, the team he hasn't really shown much thus far he's currently sitting with a 4-9 era and his one start was against the pittsburgh pirates and he did not look good he's facing freddie peralta we know what Freddie Peralta is, despite his first outing. Um, minus 155, I just don't see a lot of value on this. However, the over-under is 8.5. I'm taking the under in this ballgame. Love it, man. I'm also taking the under, and I'm going to go with the first five innings bet as well. I'm going to go with the first five under 4.5 here. I think Miles is going to have a better start today. Now, the problem is he's 33 years old, and he's dealt with forearm injuries the last two years. He's pitched, what, two games over the last two seasons? Uh, wasn't great in his first outing, gave up two runs on six hits, walked two and didn't even make it into the fourth inning, went just three and two thirds. Freddie Peralta also had some control issues against Chicago, but I really like him. Like, I Me think too. he's a dark horse Cy Young candidate. He was great last year, even though he's the three starter for the Brewers, had a career best season, a 281 ERA and went 144 innings. He threw strikes, I believe, on just like 46 of 88 pitches in the debut. So my thing with Freddie Peralta, he's so like... Early on in his career, was so inconsistent, so streaky, where like he'd strike out nine and have a great performance, a great outing, and go six, seven innings. And then the next game, he'd walk the bases loaded. He'd be out by the third inning. I think this is a bounce-back spot for him. But like you said, I don't want to pay that price for the Brewers. Um, I'm going to go with the first five under, four and a half, full game under. That's the play for me. And maybe a Freddie Peralta strikeout a little bit later on. I might take a look at that Freddie Peralta strikeout. I do not know how many innings he's going to get right now. That's my only hesitation right now. Um, but I definitely love the under in this game and I'm going to stay away obviously from the run line because I think this is going to be a low scoring affair and, uh, the money line, I'm just, I'm just kind of, there's not a lot of value on it for me. I do. I'm, I'm kind of fading the Cardinals a little bit, but seeing minus 155 on the Brewers, it's just, it's not for me, but I do love your first five prop. Now, that being said, I'm sticking away, staying away from first five props for a couple of days because yesterday I thought I had a sure fire first five prop with the angels with Otani on the mound uh, under four and a half. And that blew up when he gave up a second inning grand slam. So big swings when you are playing those first fives, but they are fun to play Uh, your Cubs, baby plus 100 as underdogs on the road with the Rockies minus 120. Listen, uh, the over under is currently it just changed set at 10. Uh, yesterday was set in 11 and a half and I took the under yesterday and that was huge in that five to two victory for the Cubs listen they got Stroman on the mound against Marquez and Marquez is no slouch 
The yeah. Rockies' offense is not bad. It's actually pretty good and powerful. Chris Bryant, C.J. Crone. Uh, I'm a big C.J. Crone fan. However, I like the Cubs tonight. I like that plus 100 underdog. Marcus Stroman on the mound. I also like the under 10. I know they're in Colorado. Every time they're at Coors, the, the over-unders go through the roof, and I love playing the unders at Coors. Same here, man. Like, these totals are just way inflated. Last night it opened up at 11.5, and, and I'm with you on the under tonight. I think Stroman's going to be excellent tonight. Now, the debut was good on Sunday because he gave up just one run on two hits, had three walks, though, and the problem was um, he only threw strikes, 42 of his 79 pitches in that game, so I think he's going to have a bounce back. Got pulled in that game a little early. Uh, Should have had the win. They had a 3-1 lead, but then the bullpen blew up against the Brewers. Last season, he was excellent in New York. A 3.02 ERA, made 33 starts. I like Stroman tonight, and I like this Cubs team to win. Took them last night on the money line. Like, they've been solid at the plate so far. Number 12 in Major League Baseball. They have a 243 batting average. There's probably some regression coming, but I don't think it's against Colorado. Give me the Cubs tonight. Yeah, and uh, yesterday I took Colorado. However, I did put the caveat and was like, eh, it's going to be closer than we think, but I am right. very big on the under. Again, throughout the season, take a look at the Rockies games, especially when they're playing at Coors. He mentioned Ryan just mentioned just now that the game yesterday opened up at 11 and a half. You're going to see that a lot this season. A lot of games opening up above 10, 10 and a half, 11, 11 and a half, even 12, um, especially if the Dodgers come to town. Take a look at those over-unders at Coors. Uh, guys, Reds at Dodgers. Uh, no value, period. I This is my problem with the Dodgers every year. It's impossible to find value picks because at the end of the day, no matter who they're playing, the Reds right now, and the Reds aren't even the worst team in their division, let alone baseball, and they're fading them plus 195 underdogs. Dodgers minus 250, clearly no value there. You might get some value on the run line, but even that I'm a little hesitant to take t- uh, today for some reason, and I don't even know why it is. Same here, man. Like, and that's why I said in that series against the Twins, for some reason, they just mispriced the Dodgers. Like, they had that 7 nothing win. In that game, they were minus 200 favorites. Um, and against uh, on that Tuesday game, they were only minus 144, I believe, the Dodgers were against the Twins. And I was like, I have to hammer the Dodgers in this series because we're probably not going to get this price the rest of the season, right? Because every time I want to play them, they're minus 200, minus 220. Kershaw was excellent. Really wanted to see him close out that perfect game. Obviously, didn't happen, but um, I'm going to stay away tonight. Minus 257, minus 250 is just too ridiculous of a price for me. So, if anything, I'd probably play the dogs as big dogs or go with the Dodgers on the run line. I just don't trust that tonight, well, so I'm, I'm staying away. Well, you mentioned the run line is currently set at minus 120, so there is at least yeah. some value on that. But there is one reason I'm staying away, and his name is Tony Gonsolin. And it's not because Tony Gonsolin isn't a good starter. It just seems as though the Gonsolin starts become bullpen outings. And bullpen games, I always want to stay away from. There's just too much... There's just too much chaos when it comes to bullpen games for me, so I am definitely going to stay away. What do you think of the over-under currently set at 9? I would probably actually go with the over in that game. And, you know, I don't bet many overs, but I think some runs are going to be scored. Um... See, I'm just staying away with anything that has to do with the Dodgers right now just because of the stupid strikeout prop that I missed out on last night. I did a rare parlay, and I hit the first three legs, and the last leg that I needed was Walker Buehler over six and a half strikeouts. Yeah, Didn't I hit. had now, it It has nothing to do with the total tonight, man, but I just like I see the Dodgers, and I just want to stay away. They make me sick right now, but I'd probably lean the over. Or, you know what I do in this spot maybe against the Reds? I may go team total over with the Dodgers. 
Um, then I don't have to rely on Cincinnati to score. Mm -hmm. um, but going against Vlad Gutierrez, yeah, I think the Dodgers could get after him. So I think the look might be the team total over for the Dodgers tonight. Yeah, I think that might be a good look as well. Take a look at those over-unders uh, throughout the year as well for the Dodgers. You know this team can score a lot of runs. Uh, last National League game, Braves minus 105 on the road in San Diego. San Diego minus 115. So they're actually fading the defending World Series champions while they're facing a rookie quote-unquote phenom in Mackenzie Gore making his major league debut tonight wearing number one actually I take that back wearing number 42 because it is Jackie Robinson day um Mackenzie Gore I mean he's supposed to be a top stud prospect but listen the Braves are defending World Series champions and you're making them underdogs in this game minus 105 I'm taking the Braves on the money line and I think they're going to take it to Mackenzie Gore I don't think he's going to make it out of the fourth yeah, I'm with you on that, man. And I like Kyle Wright. He had a solid first start for the Braves. He goes again tonight. And like you said, for the Padres, Mackenzie Gore makes his Major League Baseball debut. So I'm excited to watch this game as a fan. One of the top uh, pitching prospects in the game. It's weird because you go to the 2019 season, he had an ERA under two. It was like 169. And then last year, uh, goes gets called up to AAA and struggled a little bit at times. Like had an ERA, 393. The whip wasn't great. But uh, made a start in AAA last week and had five shutout innings, so he's going to look to build off that. I just want to see McKenzie out there tonight, man. But I'm with you. I'm going with the Braves. I mean, a rookie starter making his first start against the defending champs in that lineup, give me Atlanta tonight, especially at that price. Not to mention, man, as underdogs, too. Right. Like, really? I'm, I'm, Why? That's, that's surprising to me. I, I understand the Padres are good, but I, I fading, fading the Braves when you got a, a rookie making his major league debut on the mound – Listen, maybe I'll be eating my words by the end of the night. I don't expect myself to be. So I, it's an odd, odd line to be putting out there. What are your, uh, really quick, what are your thoughts like? Because I said I think that I played the Padres really small to win the division, even though, you know, the Bre or the Brewers, I'm sorry, the Dodgers were the heavy favorites, minus 200, just because I was getting three to one odds. And even without Tatis, man, they've been pretty solid so far this season. My only concern is Trent Grisham has to get it going if they're going to continue to bat him leadoff. I think he's hitting like 138 right now with no RBIs. After one week of the season, I think his like he needs to come around. But other than that, I like everything I see from this team right now. So do I. I mean, even Eric Hosmer swinging it pretty well at the moment. Yeah. But keep in mind, he he does well every April. So hopefully he can continue this going. Not not only just for the Padres to do well, but for the Padre fans to finally kind of lay off him a little bit. I think, uh, listen, I've been critical about Eric Hosmer's contract because I think they overpaid him. But... It doesn't mean Eric Hosmer's a bad baseball player. Eric Hosmer's a very, very good baseball player. But the Padre fans seem to despise the guy. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping he can put keep this season going the way he's uh, off to a very good start in San Diego. Well, guys, we're gonna take a quick little break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the American League matchups taking place this weekend right here on Bet MGM MLB Podcast, powered by BetQL. 